Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Feast Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And Julie just dropped something the moment we started recording. <laughs> I was hoping you didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, oh. <laughs> um, Welcome to Pop Culture Period Feast, where we watch a pop culture period piece, give it our, our super scientific rating, and uh, be friends and, and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh before we get into the pop culture period piece uh julie do you have any recommendations um i do it's actually a follow-up to my recommendation last week Ooh, okay um if you're going to invest in fancy litter box furniture mm-hmm. yeah make sure that the entrance is long enough that your perfectly sized dog for a litter box tunnel can't fit in it and get a smorgasbord of cat shit nonetheless. <laughs> Did Penny have a good day? Pe- we, yes, Penny's had a good week. I that thing had so many pieces. It's I never I'm never taking it apart. Yeah. And the way the tunnel is, it is perfectly sized that she just walks in. We can't see that she's there, and then she just scoots her head around and eats the dog or the cat shit. Mike was like, I hope the cats are pooping because I haven't seen any in the litter box in three days. And I'm like, well, that's about how long we've been trying to get Penny out of that thing. Oh, my gosh. So now, yet again, I have to jerry-rig some sort of Les Miserables situation (laughs) so my dog doesn't get in the litter box. Oh, the barricade. I was like, wigs? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, wigs. Uh, Extreme close-ups of actors crying um (laughs) i did not like that movie well then we'll have to do an episode on that but my recommendation is i this it's thanksgiving weekend um that we're recording and i was like i didn't plan besides the regular thanksgiving activities i'm like i'm not gonna plan anything on friday saturday or sunday because i'm gonna get my life together like all those little things that anyway so i did a big massive um electronic clean out that meant my uh emails my text messages my contacts which I had not updated or deleted anyone since college so there were so many people that I was like I don't know who you are or people that I was like I don't why do I have your phone number in here I don't even want your phone number anymore I would rather not remember that we hung out um yeah so I did all that and it just felt really good to like my uh, email was at like, if you looked at my phone, like 5,600 unread, and now it's down to 10. Mm. Oh, yeah. It was. Oh my God, beautiful. Laura, your recommendation is so much better than mine. Because, like, just hearing that, I'm like, I want to do that. It took hours, but it was one of those things that now that I've done it, hopefully I'll keep up with it. Mm-hmm. But it just, um, if, you know, I stare, I'm always like trying to get rid of clutter because I don't like clutter, but I don't think about it on my phone. And so I redid my home screen where all of my apps fit on my home screen. So they either fit like in a, in a like entertainment tile or they, so I don't have like three or four that I swipe through and yeah, it was just highly recommended. I changed the aesthetic where everything has like matching font What? Yeah. I, I went things I didn't even know were possible. Yeah. I went hard. (laughs) in this electronically now because I was just so I don't know it just made me feel 
gross. It was like looking at a bad filing cabinet that I use for everything. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, I'm Tori. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. Have you always wanted to explore the world of sports but haven't found an accessible barrier of entry? Or maybe you're just a sports expert who wants to laugh about who won, who lost, and who makes way too much money. Or maybe you just want to understand Ted Lasso better. Regardless of your relationship with sports, Good Game is there to break it down for you. It's a podcast about sports for rookies, veterans, and everyone in between. Whatever is happening in sports, Justin, Tori, and I will be there to talk through it all. With jokes, hot takes, and sometimes literal tears. So check out Good Game, a Trident Network podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. So, Julie, Mm -hmm. today we are talking Mm -hmm. about, we are in uh, family drama December, and we are talking about the episode one of The Crown. Yes. Yes. And it was my pick. Um, (laughs) I was like, am I here to confirm you? Because yes, yes, I validate (laughs) you. Thank you. Thank you. I just, that's all I want. Um, No, because I, we were trying to think of like things to do and I was, we just don't do any TV shows and there's so many good pop culture period piece TV shows. Mm -hmm. And so especially the way so many things are filmed as a mini series right now although mm-hmm. the crown is not an example of that but the way that there are so many mini series it's like ooh there's ah oh, laura you open you open something up inside of me oh you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh, you validate me i open up things in you <laughs> and that's our friendship uh but i i actually am going to the googs uh to get this cracked um, but the episode one of the crown is called Wolferton's Wolferton Splash, and it is where Prince Philip of Greece and Denmark renounces his title and citizenship. Uh, we and he start before marrying Princess Elizabeth. We see them get married, have their first two kids, but the whole time King George um is suffering some ailments. We see him first coughing up blood, then getting lung surgery, and then um receiving his diagnosis so that that was like googs helping me but i still mumbled i don't trust googs <laughs> uh so julie have you watched the crown before are you re-watching uh well uh, i discovered that i had watched it at some point because it when i went to go watch it there were three episodes it was like do you want to watch the third episode oh okay so memorable. So, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think probably knowing me, mm-hmm. I thought that I could like watch it while I was doing something else. And we all know that's not a thing you can do. No. <laughs> There's a multitasking myth that I think women our age were like fed for like 10 years. That like girl boss mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, I So the actor that plays King George, Jared Harris... Mm-hmm. I adore him. What do you adore him from? So he, I don't know if this is just like his lot in life, but he very frequently is sort of like playing this character that is going to be shattered or is shattered. He played Lane Price in Mad Men. Oh, (gasps) 
Yes, you're right. Okay. Yeah, which oh my god, what an arc! What oh, what an oh, arc! We're doing Mad Men now that TV shows are open. We're watching that pilot. Let's just have a, a Jared Price month because you know he was also in Chernobyl. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Oh, and I what? can't, I can't remember what character he is, but not character, what historical figure he is. But it's another similar situation where like that guy's gonna become the scapegoat or something. Mm-hmm. Valerie Legasov. Legasov. Yeah. Um, anyway, so just the minute he was in it, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm all in for this. I watched um my old boss whenever like season four came out. Mm-hmm. It's the first Diana season. Uh, she was like, she's like, you should watch it. She's like, you can skip one, two, and three. You should, you should watch season four. <laughs> and so I had seen the Diana season, and mm-hmm. I had never seen uh, season one. So this is my. I first feel one. like the the which is the new is the newest season the Diana or the the post divorce Diana. Uh, the new season, like the one that just came out, is them like getting ready for divorce like separation divorce revenge dress that's what i was going to say because i feel like there was a lot of publicity about the revenge dress yeah well speaking of dress no one works harder than the crown's wardrobe department i feel oh uh, yes the amount of research they do and like shot for shot and like all of these royal outfits that they have to just recreate from pictures is phenomenal Mm. yeah i her i like i think i had that same moment especially during the the wedding Mm -hmm. just seeing that wedding dress because it i genuinely was like wow that's what it looks like up close and i was like no that's not that's not the real wedding dress wait oh god (laughs) yeah i I think it's interesting how much even so you had the wedding dress moment I had the the granny and the aunt were in Mm. those hats and the suits that match but the colors were not modern colors they Mm -hmm. were very 1950s colors that we don't see a lot even in like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel great show but there's a there's a lot of like reproduction that is done with modern colors or what we mid-century modern was more muted than we think it is Mm. and so the fact that they like had these two colors that were just like muted and not what we see was um i think just glorious john lithgow what are your thoughts on john lithgow um so that was an interesting one for me Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, when my Winston Churchill, um, watching him eat soup was not my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> from like a visual, like I, I think I can kind of actually understand why they cast John Lithgow because like yeah. he definitely carries himself like he's either Winston Churchill or the Penguin from Batman. Yeah. Um, And you've never seen those two people in the same place at one time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's just like it's so. It, it's always so interesting to me, even though John Lithgow is phenomenal as the Trinity killer. Uh-huh. Um, it's so interesting to me that whenever he is in a dramatic role, I'm like, oh, John Lithgow, interesting. But then so much of what he's done has been dramatic. 
Yeah, I feel like first off, the pastor in Footloose, come on. <laughs> but like I it's just so interesting because he he's one of those actors that I either want him to like have a he's just good for like a solid drama role that isn't the main character, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like the side drama, because you'd never see him holding a full story by himself. I went and I say this, I went and saw him in, I think it's called The Columnist when I worked on Broadway. And it was one of those. Wow. Was, that yeah. was a, that was just a, a cred drop. Man, I worked in, I worked in payroll. Um, <laughs> I was not, did not do anything fun. Uh, well, it was, it was fun. It was just a different type of fun. Um, it was an Excel spreadsheets type of fun. Um, but they, but I went and saw him in the colonist and it was, he was like a main, he was the main guy and it just kind of fell flat. And when we, and it was the one that we were all really excited to see because John Lithgow and you want him to have like this really good role where he carries the show. And I don't know, it's just one of those things that, and like, we all kind of looked at each other and it's like, is it because we can't get past the fact that he is John Lithgow? Like there's something about mm. him that just feels always him I don't know he just is a quandary to me <laughs> like I like <laughs> I like fantastic <laughs> I, yeah I like everything he does nothing he does is bad like it's all very good it just always feels like there's something where I can't I can't get past that he is John Lithgow mm-hmm. <laughs> Gerard Butler is another one Mm. Gerard Butler could be doing like the best acting of his life and I will still see Gerard Butler isn't he in is he in the boys no am I thinking of someone else I've never seen the boys is your grumbling because you're mad at me or your brain is frying no, it's because I had to look it up and I, in fact, have confused Carl Urban and Gerard Butler. Oh, so you're the opposite where you don't know who he is no matter what he does. Apparently. <laughs> I don't know. There are just some actors that it's like, I just can't get past it's you. Um, Eddie Harrell. Uh, unlike Matt Smith, who like, oh, is definitely Matt Smith. But I'm like, yeah, that's Prince Philip. And then that's Damon Targaryen. <sighs> or that's Doctor Who. Like it I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And this is why being an actor is frustrating. Because if a director told me that, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> acting my ass off, you dick. Um, but yeah. I think it's interesting just because I've watched the later season of The Crown, mm-hmm. how they do tie in the, rela- I mean, and it makes sense. They do tie in the relationship of like the prime minister to royalty all yeah. the time and either the conflict or the like helping each other. So. How do you feel about, so we've watched a few things that are about the royal family at this point and like they're very much alive right um or at least some you know like it's their grandparents or whatever and 
we we've talked about like Rosalind and and now <laughs> I promise I'm getting somewhere like right, everywhere <laughs> okay like everything everything is historical fiction there is nothing that we can make that is truly 100% historical especially from an entertainment aspect like yeah. there will always be liberties taken because nobody was there and so the crown is interesting because especially now in the later seasons where people who are characters who are in it are still very much alive I'm just wondering what it feels like to if they like that it is becoming more and more accurate or they like it when it's less accurate like Julie if they if they made a story about your life let's say you're like 95 and they make a story about your life would you want it to be accurate or would you like it to be less accurate good and bad parts of yourself does that make sense yeah like there's a part of me that's like I don't want it to be accurate because I think it'll be boring Mm -hmm. but there's also a part of me that's like I don't want it to be accurate because I think that um like you never want to like in hindsight you're like oh okay I can see where where that was partially my fault yeah absolutely um but on the other side, I don't know that I want it to be completely accurate because then I can at least be like, oh, well, it was dramatized. Yeah, I think I would love, <laughs> I would love the excuse of like, well, that X, Y, and Z didn't happen. So obviously like, don't take, <laughs> don't, don't take all of it. Like having the excuse of, of parts that were dramatized to validate me i guess i i just think it's weird i think it would be so weird from an outsider to write my family story and for me to either see it or like because they are like not saying that prince like prince william sits down and watches the crown i don't think that that happens but i am sure that there are like newspaper clippings and stuff like that that eventually get to them you know or I don't know. I just think it'd be very weird to have your family story play out, especially your mother. And we talked about this in Spencer. I just think that that's like reliving your parents' divorce in media over and over. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that, like, because, you know, obviously we saw Spencer. Yeah. um, And that was obviously like very heightened and artistic. Yeah. Um. But this, like, the way it's presented, like, genuinely felt like this is very real. Mm-hmm. We are not taking liberties. Like, obviously, they're taking liberties. But, like, it it felt, you know, very real. And I think I was just uh, super aware of that during the Margaret and Peter Townsend mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Where I was like, ah, I wonder, like, mm-hmm. how, like we we know that happened we know that charles had a had a divorce diana we know that you know he cheated on her so it's just i do wonder you know how how i would feel having the worst parts of my life on screen now i also think that this family has dealt with this stuff for so long i think they're also a little bit immune to it yeah i don't know i don't think i ever could be (laughs) <laughs> and that's why we're and that's why god didn't make me a royal they are god's children <laughs> that's the but, only reason yeah 
exactly otherwise <laughs> put a crown on me um yeah anything else julie no laura okay you said that um, very weird <laughs> you did i was like oh that's because i'm royal now we've just uh oh gotcha um, so Julie, what do you mm-hmm. have to look forward to? Immediately. Oh wait, wait, shit, we didn't write it. Oh. <laughs> sorry, Welcome sorry. To December recordings. Well, I just, <laughs> I'm so full on turkey. I can't. Um one out of ten, John Lithgow's slurping soup. Did <laughs> you want ten of those? Uh, what do you get just this for oh what do you give just this first episode like would this first episode make you want to watch more oh it does it okay. absolutely does I don't know that I ever want to see John Lithgow slurp soup again <laughs> um but I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it like a seven out of ten um it's so interesting Matt Smith is so great at being kind of morally gray yeah which there's a part of me that's like but that's like, you know, he played the doctor. But then I think about it, the, the doctor's kind of morally gray. Oh, like, yeah. Uh-huh. So it actually makes complete sense. Yeah. Well, you look at like David Tennant, who also plays morally gray characters or just fucking bad guys a lot, too. Yeah. And then still you're somehow like sexually attracted to them. I mean, that's a different <sighs> it's, podcast. It's so wrong. Dirty David Tennant. Oh my god, the amount I didn't know what my type was until like David Tennant walked like you McGregor David Tennant where it's just like, oh, just scrawny. <laughs> Got it. Um scrawny nerds. Thank you. Uh I'd give it about a six. I feel like the one thing I didn't like was time hopping this early on. Like I know they're trying to get a lot of stuff in, but I feel like they could have they could have either gotten more into the first episode and time hopped the beginning of the next episode or could have could have summed it all up at Malta or um but that little time hop in the beginning I was I thought was a little not lazy but just something that like I I would want later once we started to really get moving but we just weren't moving yet yeah yeah totally Um, fair yeah Okay, now, <laughs> Julie, what do you have to look forward to? Immediately, mm-hmm. what I have to look forward to is my hope that when I leave this room, the dog has not gotten into the litter sock. So, litter box. The litter sock? Ew. Wow. <laughs> do you have anything long term? Um just i'm just trying to get through it laura okay cool. <laughs> i say that because i'm going to talk about two things like a okay <laughs> first i'm going to go to jazzercise at 11 o'clock <laughs> yes. jazzercise ladies i'm so excited um because i need to move all this turkey out of me uh that's not a grosser than i meant it i meant mm-hmm. oh anyway and then I get to see you in January. Yes. Oh, I can't You're wait to, to fight. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that, that's, that's my thing I'm looking forward to is January. Just Yay. Same. January. <laughs> um, speaking of January, I can't, I don't have a good segue. Um, 
speaking of uh the holiday season happening what what do you give your loved ones merch there we go i guess yes <laughs> uh buy our merch rate review subscribe um we really i know i say this a lot but we're really trying to like aim our podcast towards what you want to hear us talk about so mm-hmm. if you liked our tv episode great if you want us to go back to movies great like but reviewing is how we know that um or if you message us instagram all that fun stuff that does help uh yeah but thank you for listening listeners thank you bye, bye. The Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.